This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. All right, welcome in to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. My name is Patrick Allen. Listen, everybody, I'm flying solo today. I am Matt Verderamless. Uh, as you all know, it is NFL free agency, and Matt Verderam is out there working and harder than or as hard as, as any NFL reporter out there. And the man's just exhausted. I was talking to him last night. There have been so many moves. This is like a round-the-clock thing. He's getting texts, all that stuff. And he was just kind of burned out. And I said, listen, man, take it easy. I'll handle the podcast for you today so you can get it. It's his day off. He does, you know, keep in mind, doing the NFL stuff is not the only job Matt has at Fansided. He's one of our senior editors on fansided.com. He's out there writing stories and editing stories on all of the sports world and working shifts over there to make sure that website keeps humming along. So uh, he's just trying to take a little bit of time. I know he'll be working all day today anyway, but he gets a break from some of that other stuff. Figured we could give him a break from this as well. I know you all come to hear him talk about the Chiefs and you come to hear me help facilitate the conversation maybe um uh, but uh, you know he's he's the guy's uh, super smart remembers everything so um i know you all want to hear him break down what's been going on on free agency he will be the first place you should go is to his twitter because you'll get the you'll get the little bites right there about what matt thinks what matt is hearing around the league but he'll be back here soon on the arrowhead added podcast and uh, we'll fill you in on what he thinks. Right now, you're going to have to listen to me ramble on for a few minutes. Not as long as maybe I planned, because I got to be honest with you. I did, I did this podcast already once, and I'm just, I was just anxious to get, get to it and get going. And I did not check my microphone. I did not check my recording software. So I was sitting here talking for 30 minutes, and I was being recorded, but it was my internal mic which was barely picking me up and the whole thing had to be thrown out. 
Uh, it's probably fine anyway, because even if it was picking me up a little bit louder, it would have sounded like crap anyway. So uh, got that sorted out. Need to remember to do my pre-show checklist before I get started here. Uh, all right. Let, yesterday was St. Patty's Day. I don't know if you guys are are big St. Patty's people. Uh, my name is is Patrick Allen. Actually, actually, some of you might not know this. Patrick is my middle name. My my first name is Robert. That's why the there is the R in my Twitter handle of R Patrick Allen. So my name is Robert Patrick Allen, and uh, I come from the McCann family on my mother's side. And my wife, her name is Margaret Mary McCluskey. So I think you can probably guess what the background of her family is. So Patty's Day is a big deal around our house. So I tried to wrap up work as soon as I could last night, and uh, we had a nice night. I, I hope you guys all, if you celebrate, had a nice celebration. Um, I, uh, you know, we did some corned beef and picked up some cupcakes out there. We we had made soda bread over the weekend. That's always a fun uh, activity in our house because built into the recipe is actually between each step is drink a Guinness. So you start by drinking a Guinness. You drink a Guinness after each step. I, I gotta be honest. I'm, you know, I'm getting old. We didn't we didn't do all the all the Guinness drinking that we we did back in the day. But back back in back in me twenties. Back in me late twenties, I always told the wife, "We got to follow the recipe exactly. If we don't follow the recipe exactly, it's not going to make the bread's not going to taste right." So then, now you get to, to check out me, me Irish accent. Speaking of Irish accents, <laughs> what we did last night, we were kicking around like, "Let's watch a, an Irish movie." Maybe we watched like the Boondock Saints, a movie that we we really enjoy. We like The Quiet Man. I'm a big fan of In Bruges. We watched that. I think uh, a couple nights ago, maybe over the weekend, we're looking at. I've seen Boondock Saints like a million times. I know some people love that movie. Some people hate it. I think it's fun. And so I was like, "Well, let's watch something different." So we we watched The Devil's Own. Have you guys seen this movie? It's um, it's Brad Pitt and Harrison Ford, and I think it's from like 1992. I want to say, my God, is Brad Pitt's Irish accent terrible? It's absolutely terrible, but 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 more terrible is the movie. I mean, I should have looked up the Rotten Tomatoes and been like, maybe we should try something else. I don't know if you've seen this movie, but literally the most boring movie I've ever seen. Okay, that might be a little bit of hyperbole, but it was up there. I mean, there was when it was over, I turned to my wife and I said, I think I can't think of a single part of that movie that I enjoyed. It wasn't like as I was watching it, I was actively hating it or that I didn't want it to, to be good. I just was like, I don't care. I don't care about Harrison Ford. I don't care about Brad Pitt. The character development is terrible in this film. I don't, I just, I just kind of wanted it to be over so I could go to bed, which is a bummer because it was St. Patty's Day. So I guess that's on me for not picking a better movie and doing my due diligence like I should have done before I tried to record this podcast the first time. What are you going to do? Uh, one last thing. I know some of you get annoyed when we when we ramble too much and don't talk about the Chiefs early in the podcast. But um, the uh, I picked up a whiskey last night, a bourbon actually, that was recommended to me by the proprietor of the local liquor establishment, and uh, she said she had some in the back. It, they only got a certain allotment, and they like to hook up the regulars. It's called Eagle Rare. It's a bourbon. I've never had it. And it's not it's not like one of these crazy expensive bourbons either. It's um, I want to say it was like thirty five bucks. 
check it out. I cracked it open last night, poured myself some. I thought it was pretty damn good. I liked it. So if you're able to find it, if it is in fact rare, uh, check it out. And I don't know if y'all are, are, are bourbon or whiskey drinkers out there. I, I love it all. I'm a big fan of rye. If you've ever had Angel's Envy rye, they've got the bourbon. It's also expensive. But the rye is like, oh God, I think it's like close to a hundred bucks, maybe a little more. I've never bought a bottle. That's why I don't know exactly how much it costs, but I've, I've, I've had it out at bars and restaurants and stuff. Uh, a really great... There's a really great old fashioned, if you're ever in Chicago, at a place called the Franklin Room in River North. It's just absolutely incredible. It's like 20 bucks, but it's really, really good. It's definitely worth a try. Check out the Franklin Room. You can actually, they have like a whiskey keep club. And when you walk in there, it's kind of like down in like a basement type thing. And they've got all these cabinets along the walls. And if you join this whiskey club, you can buy a bottle of something and you keep it there and they like put your name or like a tag around it with your name on it. It's like engraved. And then you can just come in and just drink from your bottle. So like particularly if you're in business or you want to entertain someone or take out your friends or just make it a special occasion for, for yourself investment up front, you go out to a nice dinner, you have them bring them, bring you your bottle of whiskey at the end. I think it's a really cool concept. I'm going to, I'm going to do it when, <laughs> when I'm allowed to go out in public again. Uh, okay. So if you like whiskeys, uh, hit us up on, on, on the Apple reviews and let us know what your favorite whiskeys are. Or recommend some, some whiskeys to us because, uh, you know, I need, I need to keep it interesting. Support for the Arrowhead Addict podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. That's right, everybody. We finally got a sponsor for the Arrowhead Addict podcast, and it's a company that sells razors and cream for your balls. You got to take what you can get, right? Now, I'm just kidding. Manscaped is actually awesome. I've subscribed to them for a couple of years. There's two things I have. One is the Lawnmower 3.0. That's their razor. It's got a ceramic blade and skin safe technology. I don't know what that means, but I know I don't cut myself when I'm grooming down there, which I really appreciate. And I also, every month I get sent to me their crop preserver, which is just basically an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer for your man parts. It's great. You smell great. And it keeps you dry down there throughout the course of the day. I love their products. I would have recommended them to you if they weren't sponsoring this show. So I'm definitely going to do it now. And I got a promo code for you. It's fansided20. You put that in at checkout, you'll get 20% off and free shipping. Again, that's fansided20. Not only will you get a great product, you'll support the Arrowhead Attic Podcast, which we appreciate. All right, let's get back to it. All right, let's talk a little free agency before people turn off the podcast. Um, So what's been going on with the Chiefs? Okay, so if you've been paying attention, and I'm sure you all have, the big prize out there, the thing that we everybody kind of seemed like they wanted was was Trent Williams, who uh, the offensive tackle. He re-signed with the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, it's a six-year, $138 million contract with $30.1 million signing bonus and a $55.1 million fully guaranteed. Congratulations, Trent Williams. Uh, I envy the crap out of you, my friend. Um but that was somebody I know that a lot of Chiefs fans really were interested in. I was really interested in him, but I'm kind of okay with this deal. Now, look, the Chiefs were in on Trent Williams. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN tweeted that uh, behind the Trent Williams deal, Chiefs were incredibly close in the early hours of the morning, nearly got it done, even with those massive numbers. And we know the Chiefs don't have a ton of cat flexibility. Niners put it over the top. You know, this is one of those situations where I think like 
the, the you know the Niners really really wanted him back, and I'm okay with this. Trent Williams is a really good player. He's really good. He would have really helped the Chiefs. He's six five, three twenty. He's got eleven years of experience. You've seen some of the insane clips out there of him just like mauling people, right? On the second level. But he's 32 years old. He just signed a five-year deal with the 49ers. Did you want, I mean, was it the top of your list? Oh, sorry, it was a six-year deal. Was it the top of your list for the offseason getting a 32-year-old tackle, great or not, on a six-year, $138 million contract for the Chiefs? Like, that might work out this year. It might even work out next year, but... The Chiefs have to get younger at tackle. Maybe they could have structured it. God knows they do all these cap gymnastics and everything that I'll never be able to wrap my head around. I can't even do basic math. But I think that I, like, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with not being tied to Trent Williams for a number of years and a huge cap number. I'd love to have him, but I think if the Chiefs just get solid play out of their line, even if even if they don't have you know an offensive tackle that is insanely good i think they're they're still a super bowl favorite they can still win the super bowl so getting younger is something that the chiefs are are going to have to do and look like well before i get on my tangent let's let's talk about what they have done not who they didn't sign there so as everyone knows they signed offensive guard joe tooney it's spelled tooney but it's tooney as i've been told uh five years 80 million that includes $32.5 million fully guaranteed at signing. Third year, the contract is only guaranteed for injury. However, it confer- and converts to full in 2022, which brings the practical guarantee at signing up to $48 million. Really good player. Great signing for the Chiefs. A little rich, yeah, but they're remaking their offensive line. And if you're going to invest in anything, it's keeping Mahomes upright and, more importantly, healthy. So some of those hits he took in the Super Bowl, man, I'm still having nightmares about them. Whenever he gets hit from from two different sides, or he gets blindsided, hit like, whew, God, it just it, it can't happen. He's too valuable. You got half a billion dollars tied up in him, and he's the ticket. He's the ticket to more Super Bowls, more glory for the Kansas City Chiefs. You gotta protect Patrick Mahomes. That has to be a priority moving forward. So Tooney. Great. They also signed, I think this was last night, yesterday. I get my days all mixed up now. But offensive guard Kyle Long, former Pro Bowler, played with the Bears. He agreed to a deal with the Chiefs. Look, Kyle Long is, he, he didn't play last year. He was retired. He came back. Um, there were some things that were tweeted about him, some, some interesting things uh, that, you know, he, he was injury prone. He was very durable early in his career. And then the last few years of his career, not so much. So, you know, is that ideal? No, but I, but I think he's a, he's a depth play. Our, our own Matt Verderam tweeted, I'm trying to find the exact tweet. Um, he's got so many cause he's on top of all this crap. Um, but he, t- oh yeah. Per source, chief see Kyle long as competition to start at guard. He adds depth to the position that now has Joe Tooney, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, Andrew Wiley, and Nick Allegretti. 
everybody, it's easy to forget that LDT is coming back. And so I think this puts the Chiefs in a really good spot from a depth perspective. I know a lot of people didn't love the, the long signing because they were like, well, he's old. He missed a bunch of games with injury. We need to get younger, all of those things. And, and that's great. But they're getting Duvernay Tardif. They've got Tooney. If those guys end up starting and Kyle Long is is your is your backup or like a swing guard to go along with Wiley and Allegretti, like that's all right. Like injuries happen. Hopefully they won't to the Chiefs offensive line. Hopefully we got all of that out of our system this year. I like the interior of the line at this point. So I think that that's they're they're set up. Of course, the big question is what are they going to do at the tackles? They cut Fisher. They cut Mitchell Schwartz. Could those guys potentially come back later in the summer or something? Maybe. I wouldn't count on it. But who knows? So we're just going to have to see what happens. Remember that the Chiefs, they need to remake this offensive line, and they're just not going to probably be able to do it in one offseason. So they're going to go to the draft. They're going to see who they're able to get there. But they're, they're going to have to plug some holes with some veterans along that line, at least to get some depth. So I wouldn't get too panicky about some older players signing right now until you see the whole picture. Let's take a deep breath. Let's 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 reevaluate after this second and third wave of free agency. Then let's reevaluate again after the draft. And then let's evaluate again like when we get to training camp and we hear about how the how the line is looking, how they're performing. And then at the end of training camp, you know, between now and the beginning of the season, a lot can happen. Guys are going to get cut from other teams. And don't forget about trades. There may be, there may be people on the Chiefs that Kansas City feels like we've got some good depth here. Maybe we can make a trade and to another team who values this player, who uh, who needs has a need at the position. And has some depth at the tackle position. So you just you never know what might happen once once the free agency stuff kind of calms down and Brett Veach can start looking around and say, okay, do I want to make do I want to make some big moves? Do I want to try to make a big trade to to get my offensive line a little bit more solidified or to get one of my tackle positions solidified before we head into the draft? Because remember, we know that the Chiefs were in. They were in on Trent Williams. They almost signed him. So they were looking to bring in a stud tackle, probably for the left side, and it didn't work out. So now they've got to go to plan B, and they surely have one. I know Brett Veach has one. So let's let's see what it is. Is it the draft? Is it a trade? Is it a combination of things? We're going to have to wait to find out. Uh, another another one I, thing I just wanted to flag is that Patrick Peterson, cornerback Patrick Peterson, who's been linked to the Chiefs a bunch of different times, he ended up signing, uh, leaving Arizona, which our own Matt Verderham reported that he would, and he ended up landing in Minnesota. So he is not coming to Kansas City. I think the Chiefs feel pretty good about where they're at at cornerback right now. Lastly, last night, <clears throat> pardon me, about 19 hours ago, uh, Verderham reported that the Chiefs had re-signed Ben Neiman. I know a lot of you out there are going to be absolutely thrilled about that. And they extended a second-round tender on cornerback Traverius Ward. That's interesting. If somebody wants Ward, they've they've got to give us a second-round pick. So I'd like to see Ward back. I know he's not the most popular cornerback on the Chiefs roster. A lot of people complain that he gets flagged too much. But I think that's the right tender on Ward. He's a good player. 
teams are throwing all the time trying to keep up with the Chiefs. Those guys are under a lot of pressure back there, especially the way that that Spagnuolo likes to blitz. They get left on an island a lot. So cut the guy a little bit of slack. Uh, I think I think he's a good player, and I think I'm, I'm glad the Chiefs are going to bring him back, or or at least going to get great value if somebody wants to try to offer him a contract. Okay. Let's just do a quick sweep of other things that have happened around the NFL free agency landscape. The Raiders have been like dismantling their offensive line. I don't know what the hell they're doing. They got rid of Rodney Hudson, some other players. They did sign wide receiver John Brown. Uh, from the, He was with the Bills last year. Deep threat, somewhat injury prone, not terribly scared of John Brown. He didn't do much damage to the Chiefs last year when they played the Bills. They re-signed Richie Incognito, who is still around. Not a great guy, but he can play football so he keeps getting millions of dollars paid to him um it signed a few other people quentin jefferson defensive tackle solomon thomas defensive lineman and nicholas morrow uh re-signed the linebacker so the broncos haven't done a lot actually today though they rescinded their tender on running back philip Lindsay, who i love i think he's a great player didn't have a great season last year had some injuries and things and i don't think the broncos used him well um, you've heard Verderam and I say we think we thought he was he's the best running back on their on their team, and he's had some really good seasons. Let me see if I can pull up the stat that I had here on him. It was like from CBS, and they talked about how he had basically been elite in his first few years in the season. Yeah, <clears throat> from CBS Sports HQ at CBS Sports HQ on Twitter. First two seasons of Philip Lindsay's career, from 2018 to 2019, players with at least 2,000 rushing yards, 400 receiving yards, and 400 receiving yards and 70 receptions. Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott, Philip Lindsay. Could you see the Chiefs being interested in Philip Lindsay? I, I don't know. I, because he's so talented, I could see a team giving him a deal that the Chiefs just can't stomach right now, along with the fact that they have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and it looks like he can be a bell cow back for them. But I'll tell you what. Philip Lindsay on the Chiefs with CEH is a receiving back threat in particular. I like, I mean, I like that as a change of pace, a smaller back who doesn't have to get a ton of carries. I absolutely love that move. I just don't think the Chiefs can make it happen. I think somebody will probably offer him a better deal than the Chiefs might be able to spend on running back, but we'll see. They did cut Damian Williams, so they've got Daryl Williams back there. They maybe want to use him in a backup role, or they're definitely going to use him in a backup role. Uh, And then they've got Darwin Thompson, who they don't seem to be in love with, but who keeps hanging around. So... I don't know. Keep an eye on it. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of teams interested, but I wanted to flag that. I'm glad he's not with Denver anymore. I hope he doesn't end up in like Oakland or something. Oakland doesn't exist anymore. Las Vegas, whatever. Get the hell out of here. Uh, <laughs> the Chargers haven't done a lot, but they did. They made their big splash signing by signing um, center Corey Lindsley. Five years, $62.5 million deal. He's going to get paid $26 million over the first two years of that deal. Congratulations to him. They want to keep Justin Herbert upright. I don't blame them. So I think that's a good signing for the Chargers. Other than that, they signed cornerback Michael Davis. They re-signed him to a three-year deal. Around the AFC, not a lot going on. Pittsburgh, 
Juju Smith-Schuster looks like he's gone. He's talking to the Jets. The Browns re-signed Rashard Higgins, wide receiver, to a one-year deal. Um, other teams that might get in the Chiefs' way. The, 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 the Ravens are mostly re-signing their own players. Um, they uh, Offensive guard uh, Kevin Zeitler they agreed to a three-year deal worth $22 million. Uh, Tyrus Bowser re-signed. Uh, Josh Oliver was acquired in a trade tight end with the Jaguars. Um, Corey Davis is a big name that was floating around out there. Some Chiefs fans were interested in. Signed with the Jets. Three years, $37.5 million contract. So that's a lot. They're throwing money around. You know, Chiefs just can't sign everybody. Um, but then there's the Patriots. My God. P- the Patriots have signed. Cam- they re-signed Cam Newton to a one-year deal worth $13 million. They, they signed wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, two years, $26 million. Wide receiver Kendrick Bourne, three-year deal worth $22 million. Then they signed two tight ends, two stud tight ends that were out there. It can help out in the passing game. Hunter Henry from the Chargers, three years, $37.5 million. And Jonu Smith, who came from, I believe, the Titans, four years, $50 million. That includes $31.25 million guaranteed. Apparently, they're, they're looking to kind of maybe take another shot at when they had two stud tight ends with Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. That was a formidable duo. We'll see if if Hunter Henry can stay on the field and if he and John Smith can be that as the Patriots completely try to retool. They traded for Trent Brown, tackle from Vegas, uh, got him on the books. They, they signed center uh, Ted Karras. I mean, they just a bunch more Kyle Van Noy, Matt Judon, a couple of linebackers, cornerback Justin Bethel, safety Jalen Mills. I mean, they're just throwing money all over the place. They're going to win the free agency period. That doesn't always necessarily translate to success on the field. We saw Washington years ago always go out and sign big free agents, and they just continue to suck. They have Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick has good players. Bill Belichick, I think, is going to win. But the big question mark, of course, is can he win with Cam Newton at quarterback? Can he win without Tom Brady? We know he won with Matt Castle. I think they'll be back in the playoff mix next year. They, they just added a bunch of good players. And Cam Newton is can be effective. But they just the roster stunk last year. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, other than the AFC East, the Bills, they signed Emmanuel Sanders after he left the Saints. One-year deal. He wasn't particularly effective last year. Not too terrified about that signing. Uh, they made a few other deals. Um, they agreed to a four-year, $41 million contract with linebacker Matt Milano. We'll keep an eye on the Bills and see what they do with the rest of free agency as well. But I'm not scared about a lot of the things that have happened in the AFC. I think the Chiefs are still the clear prohibitive favorites, and I'm interested to see what they do in the second and third waves of free agency here. All right, let's get to some reviews because that's what we ask you to do all the time. Uh, This one came from our guy, Clint. McKenzie, uh, my favorite podcast. The finest podcast in the Chiefs kingdom has gotten even better with the additional shows from Matt and Sterling. Your four hosts are the best in the business. You can't afford to miss every single, even a single episode. Absolutely. Thank you, Clint. Really appreciate your support as always. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Top five Chiefs pod. I don't know if we read this one before. Um, From Matto Drums on March 14th. I definitely... Appreciate all the hard work that goes into these podcasts. There's a lot of great takes and content. Matt V and Matt C have some solid knowledge. 
our Patrick Allen, that's me, drives it all very well. Let's see if you feel the same way after hearing me talk for 30 minutes and by myself. Um, thanks for putting out uh, putting food and off-topic takes toward the back of the show, and thank you for consistently delivering the goods. Okay, so I'm sorry. I know I talked about whiskey and St. Patrick's Day and stuff at the beginning of this one. Um, that's just what was on my mind. So, you know, maybe I'll start putting out a warning and you guys can skip it. I don't know. Um, no one does it better from Casey uh, Chiefs. Tremendous podcast as always. All things Chiefs. Your content is excellent. Look forward to all podcasts every week. Who doesn't absolutely love Girl Scout cookies, right? Dude, I've eaten so many of those. I talked to you guys about how I, I think I did, or I tweeted about, like I bought a couple boxes, the s'mores, which apparently they're discontinuing, which is a tragedy. And some tag-alongs, the peanut butter ones. Dude, I, my wife's had like three and they're almost gone. I've eaten like all of them. I like I've got this weird thing in my head that like, well, once they're gone, they'll be gone and I won't be like getting all these calories. But like, <laughs> I like it doesn't matter. I can eat them all now. I can eat them all. It's just, it's, I'm just going to have to deal with it. Um, I have to agree with you both, both that the shortbread, which is my least favorite, uh, my number one go to is formal name tag alongs, but I call them PB patties as my number two thin mints. I guess they have different names depending on where in the country you're, you're at. That's what my, my connection in the Walmart parking lot told me, um, last weekend. That's so like when I've been in like Ohio and I think even in Illinois, they were, they were tag alongs, but, but the ones I bought here where I'm in Wisconsin right now, PB patties. So who knows? Um, I've actually put both in the freezer, and I love them just as much. Uh, if anyone's a fan of the Andes Frozen Custard Chain, I've never, I've never heard of that. They also make frozen vanilla custards with chunks of Girl Scout Thin Mint cookies. That is only offered in February, which is crazy good. That sounds absolutely incredible. I found a Thin Mint cereal once, which, you know, we talk about cereal a lot on here. Um so, you know, just putting that out there. I don't know if anybody's found that. Absolutely d- delicious. Um, food and football from Scotty3487. Great podcast. Really helps me break up my weekend and gets me excited for the game each week. Thanks for the Manscaped code. Just bought a lawnmower in regards to Easter candy. Peeps are horrible, and you both can agree with me that Reese's eggs are the best. That's right. The podcast is, and I should have said this earlier. I suck. Uh, I'm going to insert an ad. Sorry. Um, into the first 10 minutes of this podcast. Manscaped, guys, you were friggin' awesome with Manscaped last month. I know it was a bunch of you Arrowhead addicts out there who helped us out. They re-upped their their sponsorship of the show and of the whole Minute Media Podcast Network. So if you guys took advantage, they've got great products. I've been a subscriber since before they supported the show. I know you've heard me say that. Uh, but f- code, fansided20, fansided20, you get 20% off. Uh, your order and free shipping. They got the lawnmower 3.0 with its ceramic blade. Helps keep you trimmed up down there and no nicks or cutting yourself, which God knows none of us. Like I just get like the hair on my my body stands up just thinking about it. Um, and I'm a big fan, as you know, of the crop preserver, the ball deodorant. Look, you put deodorant under your arms, like put it everywhere else too, um, that you're going to stink. It smells, it's got a nice smell to it. Like it's not like overpowering. Like you're one of these, you know, idiots who like sprayed cologne down there or something thinking that was going to work out for you. Uh, it, it just, it's a, it's a faint smell, but it's a, it's a pleasant smell. And I think it, it works great. So recommend it to everybody. 
they they've got the uh, uh, they've got a pack out there that you can buy and like they send you boxers and, and all kinds of stuff. But you could just get the products individually. And I actually subscribe and I get the the crop reserver sent to me on a like a monthly bi monthly basis. I I plop it on there after I get out of the shower. So Manscaped fan sided twenty. Thank you for your support. You guys are the absolute best. It's it's going to help us get more deals and more advertisers and discounts for you guys that we can pass along. Um, yeah, I think that's it on the reviews, at least the ones that I have here in front of me. So thank you, everybody. If I missed anybody, I'm sure that Matt and Sterling or, or Matt Verderham and I will get them as we move forward. Okay, I've I've got a meeting in six minutes, <clears throat> so I've got I got to go. We're talking to a to a, a potential advertiser, actually, not for the podcast, but for something else. Anyway, give you a little peek behind the curtain there. I'm going to leave you with a really cool interview. So one of our fellow podcasters here in the Fansided Minute Media Podcast Network, Adam Weinrib, he's a great guy. He's, along with being a big sports guy and a writer for us, he is also a comedian. He's got this podcast called Sportfire, which he launched a few weeks ago. It's a sports comedy podcast, like a little SNL, a little comedy bang bang, if you're familiar with that. Adam's great. This podcast, like, it, he does skits. He brings on other comedians it's really, it's just really funny. And it's a great, pleasant listen to like, if you need a break from all the analysis and you're sick of listening to Verderham and I talk about Girl Scout cookies and cereal, check out Sportfire. It's really fantastic. And he actually had big time cheese fan, Heidi Gardner on the show and interviewed her. If you know Heidi Gardner, she's on Saturday Night Live. She's absolutely hilarious. One of Kansas City's own. I'm going to actually play Adam's interview with Heidi for you right now to end the podcast. So you can get a little taste of Sportfire. You can get a little taste of Adam and you get to hear Heidi talk about Chiefs. She talks about Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and how she wants them to be on the show. It's it's a good little interview. I'm going to leave you with that. I'm not going to come back on the other side because I don't have time. Um, uh, but check out Sportfire if you like that. He actually just had yesterday, he had Rob Riggle on, another big time Chiefs fan who you guys know if you go to the stadium, especially he's in some of the hype videos. Rob's great Chiefs fan. Now we just need to get Paul Rudd and make it the trifecta. So leaving you with that, check out Sportfire. Make sure you check out Verderam's podcast to if you if you want a much better, more in-depth recap of what's been going on with free agency, make sure you listen to Verderam's than, than I gave you. Listen to Stacking the Box over at fansided.com. You can subscribe to that podcast as well. It's absolutely terrific. And of course, make sure you check out Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes version of the Arrowhead Attic podcast, which comes out on Sunday nights. They they also jumped on some quick news. So they had a bonus episode for you. We're just bringing the heat. We're bringing you the heat for the Arrowhead Attic podcast this offseason. I told you we were going to ramp things up. We weren't going to leave you guys hanging. So appreciate your support. If you like this podcast, head over to Apple, leave us a rating, leave us a written review, ask us a question, leave me a whiskey recommendation. I want to know what whiskeys or bourbons I should be drinking. And um, yeah, we thank you guys for your support. Verderam will be back here in a few days. And uh, as always, thank you for listening and go Chiefs. I'll now turn it over to Adam Weinrib and Chiefs fan Heidi Gardner. But I know in terms of your fandoms, the ones that you're well-versed in, you always rep Kansas City and you love the NBA. Um, now, did you go to a lot of live sporting events as a kid? And do you have any great like KC Arrowhead Stadium stories from, from those games? Yeah, so I did go to a good amount of games. My mom was a travel agent growing up. She was a travel agent and she was um, a waitress uh, at a bar downtown Kansas City. And through both of those jobs, like 
either through like commission or people she would meet, she would get tickets um, to Chiefs games. So I remember, I remember going to my first Monday night football game, which was against the Steelers. And just the energy of that was so incredible, just a Monday night game. But then, and also the tailgating at Arrowhead is just incredible. I mean, Kansas City is known for barbecue already. So it's like, then you've got all these pit masters cooking barbecue before a Chiefs game. It's so awesome. Um, but then the times, but we couldn't always go to Chiefs games if it wasn't free. So what was cool was after a Chiefs home game, a lot of times the Chiefs players would go to this restaurant, Houston's, on the plaza which was near where I grew up and my mom would take me down to the bar at Houston's where they'd hang out and I was like a little girl like seven eight years old but I would um kind of just make my way around and like get uh, autographs on cocktail napkins and just sneak around the bar and meet Chiefs players so cool um <laughs> I I remember literally I think every athlete I ever saw as a kid like coming out of a bar or hotel like you never forget no, I was, I mean, I even actually saw OJ Simpson coming out of Houston's because he was in town commentating. This was before the white Bronco, but for yeah. some reason, I don't know, motherly intuition. My mom was like, no, no <laughs> autograph there. I was like, what? But okay, that's fine. Yeah, fine. You, you can't yeah. say no, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sage. Um, but yeah. You, you've had to experience this this current Chiefs run uh, from afar, mostly. You've you've been in New York, I, I think, this whole time during the last couple of Super Bowls, at least. Um, is your family still in the area? And what's it meant uh, to them following this team, along with you from afar? Oh, my God. My family is still in the area. And I can feel the electricity of Kansas City um, from thousands of miles away. It's incredible i mean the city is already a sports town i mean we were diehard chiefs before we got like a franchise quarterback which we'd never had so it's <laughs> like but it's such a difference when you have like an elway an aikman a peyton like i just never knew the feeling like i always knew we were like a good team and could be really scrappy but we just never had that like glue that held it all together so it's so weird because we have like chiefs playoff PTSD from like years before. Um, and we all have to kind of remind ourselves we're not, but we're not that same team. We're, we're different now. <laughs> yeah. I've had like, I mean, I've had Yankees Red Sox PTSD for like 16 years and it's, it never goes away. So I don't like, it may not go away for you either, but you are good. You're, you're fine now. Yeah. But I kind of like that it doesn't go away because then you're not like this entitled rich kid who always had it from the start. You're like, I'm realistic. Like this Super Bowl, when it wasn't looking good for us, I was immediately like, hey, you got one last year, Heidi. Like, just be grateful for that. Uh, this looks like it's not going to happen. Move on. You know, like, do you now I, you might not, I don't know. Do you have any ideal athlete SNL hosts? It's always fun for me when an athlete comes and hosts, I don't know what it's like week of, I don't know if you're just geeking out. Is there anybody you'd love to work with? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I always think it's fun. Even before I worked on SNL, I thought it was fun as a viewer to see an athlete because you fully don't know what you're going to get. And I also think like people just 
are a little more accepting and, and give an athlete a pass because it's like you're totally out of your element but again you're like trying and going so hard at this so I am um, I mean of course I would love for LeBron to host um although I don't know how I would like <laughs> fully deal with that myself I don't <laughs> know how professional I could be um I really want Patrick Mahomes to host yeah I would love for Travis Kelsey to host because I think he's got like just on the field. He's very funny and gregarious. And I think he would be a really, really fun host. So those are probably my top three. I kind of thought Kelsey was going to last year. I was surprised when he didn't at least like show up. That was a yeah, yeah. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.